Now recording. Alright. Uh, let me tilt this down a little bit just so I can, you know. Um, okay. There we go. Uh, I apologize if there's any mess in the middle, but. Oh, wait, let me also start recording on Audacity. All right, ready? Okay. And I'm exhausted. hundred percent. It's like my favorite activity is like, you know, there's nothing quite like going to an actual movie theater, sitting in the, in those seats, you know, you got your popcorn, you got your soda, you know, you just, you're just reclining with that Dolby Atmos sound. It's, it's really great. I, I, you know, it's funny cause I have, you know, now that I actually have a job, I have like a pretty decent setup, you know, with my with my big TV and my sound bar and, and everything. But so, you know, people who are who are uh, older than me are like, oh, well, you guess you don't need to go to the movie theaters anymore. You now that you got your big TV. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's not even close. It's it's not even similar. Oh, me neither. Right. No, me, me too. I, I almost always go to the movie theaters by myself. Um, you know, recently, like, people know that I'm, like, the movie guy of my friend circle, so more people want to come with me when I go to see movies. But a lot of times I'll see movies that people aren't really into. A lot of my friends aren't even that nerdy. So in college, like, you know, we would always have, like, a test the next day, and I'd be like, who wants to go see Thor The Dark World? And they're all like, no, nah, we're going to stay and study physics. And so I would go see Thor The Dark World by myself. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Oh, I was gonna say it's a shame too because I feel like they were just getting into a a, a groove with the their um you know movie theaters have actually been. I feel like struggling for a long time because now they're competing with so much like Netflix and home streaming and, and, and the increased quality of television, you know, it used to be like night and day between if something came out in the movie theater or if something came out as like a made for TV thing. But now you have your Game of Thrones and things. So I feel like movie theaters have been struggling for a while to find what makes them unique. First they tried like, oh, well we have like 3D and then after that kind of didn't work, then they tried to have like these like premium seating and like, you know, they made, you know, they, they, yeah, they like just renovated everything. Now, now you're sitting on like this like plushy couch and like stadium seating and stuff. Uh, 
and like the whole subscription service model i think was a huge breakthrough like i was so excited to sign up and get amca list or regal unlimited such a good idea the sequel to movie pass um but now but now now all that's kind of gone away Exactly. Right. Well, the the difference is that they own the movie theaters. So movie Pass had to give you know they they weren't they're only profiting off the app. They weren't profiting off any of the movies. The movie theaters, you know, they lose almost a third of their box office of every single ticket sold, sometimes more. Like, with the the most recent Star Wars movie, they got 0% of every Rise of Skywalker ticket sold for the first, like, two or three days. So they're not really making money on, like, new release stuff or, like, people buying tickets. They make some money off that, but really they're making money off the popcorn and the soda Things like that. So did I. I oh, except I saw a tenant. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe at some point we'll review that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, when I went, uh, I felt ridiculously safe. I mean, a lot of my friends, when I told them I went to the movie theater, were like, ooh, boy, like, I wouldn't have done that. But, you know, I felt ridiculously safe. There was, like, three other people in, like, the whole complex. You know, two of them were seeing Tenant. They were, like, up in the top back row, and I was in, like, dead center. So there was, like, you know, my, my movie theater does, like, every other row is, like, taped off. So you, you can't even... You can't even really sit in, like, the... You can't even sit directly in front of somebody or directly behind somebody. Um, Right, exactly. Like, you know, I, I wasn't worried at all. Even the people who were behind me, they were, like, six rows behind me. And also, like, you know, a decent amount above me. So I, I didn't, like, look behind me to see if they were wearing their masks. But even if they weren't, I was well, you know, well beyond six feet from anybody. 
And, you know, even if you, like, you take your mask off to, like, you know, eat a popcorn or, or whatever they did, like... Exactly, exactly. Well, it, it's part of the, it's part of the movie, it, it's part of the movie-going experience, I, I feel like, you know, um, it's sort of a similar philosophy I have to baseball games. It's like, if, if you're not getting food there, you know, it's, it's almost, it's part of the ritual. Unfortunately, like, I can't really, as much as I'd like to, I can't really recommend going to the theater, though, because it's really one of those reverse Tinkerbell effects that, like, I felt incredibly safe at my movie theater, but that's because there was nobody there because everybody thought it was unsafe. So if more people believed it was safe to go to the movie theater, there'd be more people there, and you'd feel less safe because it'd be more crowded. So it's it's kind of a catch-22 in terms of reopening, which is why, I mean, AMC's doing it because AMC is in dire straits, but Regal's just not even doing it. You know, I mean, there's a Regal, like, you know, a stone's throw from my house, but I can't go to it because it's closed. I had to drive, you know, like 40 minutes to my closest AMC to see Tenant, And I only did that because I, I have a stake in this game. I get, um, you know, my parents... Uh, generally give me like a 30 to $50 movie gift card for every like occasion, birthday, Christmas, things like that. So I have like $150 gift cards to like AMC and Regal. And so I'm like, you better not go out of business before I get a chance to spend all this. Wow. Right. Like, I, I wound up going on a Sunday, but... I purposely didn't go, like, the first, like, five, six weeks of release because I was like, all right, well, if I felt like if people were going to run out and see Tenant, it would be, like, opening weekend. So, you know, even though I don't really, didn't really have time to go during the week, I figured it's safer if you're going sort of after a bit of time has passed, but... So let me ask, I guess we're about halfway through our podcast right now, so why don't we ask the big question of... In terms of, of the big, you know, the big three, I guess, uh, Cinemark, Regal, AMC. AMC is definitely in the worst financial shape, just in general. What do you think the odds are? Do you think it even makes a difference? Are, are all three of them going to combine? Are, is, is AMC going to go under and get bought by Regal? Are they, are they all going to go away? Is, is just going to the movies not going to be a thing in 2025? What do you think is going to happen? Put on your, uh, you know, tinfoil hat or take out your crystal ball. Tell me the future.
I I do agree. Yeah. See, it's funny that you say that because I, I feel like here in Connecticut, it's almost the opposite experience. The first thing they opened with uh, when my theaters reopened was The Empire Strikes Back. And then after that, they started showing Iron Man. And then after that, they went to the extended edition of Lord of the Rings. And all three of those things are things that I think are vastly better in a movie theater than watching at home. So I think they really capitalized on basically what you said like you know i don't i'm not gonna you know risk my life to see you know uh the broken hearts gallery on a giant screen when i could eventually just watch it at home but i you know i mean i don't be unsafe regardless of the movie but yeah uh empire strikes back i think is something that every human being should at some point in their life see on a, on a, in a movie theater if you get the chance because that's the way it was meant to be seen So, I, but I 100% agree with you. I think as long as there are, like, people have that desire for that communal experience, uh, I don't think movie theaters will ever fully go away. I do think that they will become more niche in the way that baseball games have become more niche. You know, um, like, my father always tells me the story about, like, he, you know, he used to you know, hop the fence and, like, you know, go to Shea and he would cut Mets tickets out of the back of, like, milk cartons and, and like, or, like, you know, they'd be, like, a penny for, the, like, the cheap sheets, cheap seats. Uh, so I, you know, but now there's, like, these, like, glass boxes you can, like, watch, you know, baseball in while you're, like, eating your, like, arancini and, you know, having your fine wine. So I do think movie theaters have already started to go in that direction. There's already, like, you can have food delivered to your seats and, like, they've got the premium. Right, exactly. You can get, like, sushi and, like, all this crazy stuff while you're watching your movie. So I do think they're going to become more expensive, more, like, niche things because there's not going to be as many of them. You know, there's there's not going to be, like, McDonald's where, like, on every corner, you know. Which is, makes me sad because I feel like movies are kind of the thing that, like, it's sort of the replacement for, like, the circus. Like, I think every kind of, every culture needs some form of communal entertainment that is widely cheap and available to everyone. So that, like, you know, hey, it's a Friday night. Like, what are we going to do? You know, and, and everybody goes to the movies. Like, I think we'll sorely miss that. But I do think, I don't think movie theaters will ever go away, if not just for the novelty. I I 100% think that that is the case. Oh, maybe not 100% is a bit strong. I, I definitely am lean, leaning towards that, especially because of what you can do. You know, uh, like the lower budget movies, like t take The Invisible Man, for example, you know, that could have easily been made on a Netflix budget. You know, all the Blumhouse stuff, 
it for some things yeah but i mean a lot of their stuff is like a more restricted thing but i mean honestly like if you told me that like some of the cheaper movies were were made for tv i i'd be, I'd believe it especially with shows like shows like the mandalorian kind of bridging the gap uh uh you know things like game of thrones mandalorian those have like levels of special effects that you would expect for a movie even though that compared to like avengers endgame they have like a tiny budget so i think in the future you will you will see much less um also even just some of the blockbusters you you probably won't see as many or as blown out of a blockbuster like the the i think the main like recognizable faces you know, you'll always get your, like, Marvel movies and your Star Wars. The things that already have that huge brand recognition. But you're not going to see, I don't think, your John Carter's of Mars or, like, you know, these, like, Pirates of the Caribbean movies that get, like, million and million dollar budgets. Like, you know, they, they, they have all this money pu pumped into a, a riskier IP. I don't think you're going to get that. You're going to get your slam dunks that they know are going to make huge money. But I don't think you're going to see Alita Battle Angel 2 anytime soon. Exactly. Especially, like, yeah. Right. Well, I think they're reluctant in both, like, either way, but I think especially if there was any doubt, Mulan killed any chance of a movie like Black Widow coming to streaming. Uh, um, and, and I do think there is some quality consideration. Like, I think Soul looks good. I'm excited to see it. But, but I do think that, you know, there was, it's not a coincidence that Mulan was the risky experiment that they threw onto Netflix, you know, or uh, Disney Plus, rather. You know, I, I think they look at it and they say, all right, we could make a decent chunk of money with this, but, you know, it has a lot of things going against it and maybe some of their, like, middling fare they're willing to throw out onto a Disney+. Plus. Um, hopefully I'm wrong, though. Hopefully Soul is, like, the best film that Pixar's ever made. But I think just the nature of... Well, I think they just knew Soul is a divisive movie by its very nature. I mean, it's like a chill, it's a children's film about death, essentially. <laughs> true, true. But I mean, I think that was more like, um, I, I, you know, it could be the same thing, but I also... Right. Exactly. Well, that sounds like a great idea for another episode. All right. Well, I, that sounds good to me. And I'm still Mike. <laughs>